0: Welcome to the Ambassadors for Christ Outreach Ministries podcast. So we are Christ Ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We stand for the reading of God's word. James chapter 1, verse 12 through 16. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Stop blaming your issues on God. (laughs) Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Uh The Bible says, do not err. It means to go astray in your beliefs. My brethren, my beloved brethren. I want to talk about for a few minutes on this morning, fighting temptations. Fighting temptations. Now, on last week, if you were paying attention, James taught us that no matter how cumbersome or tumultuous life may become, we are to count it all joy. Uh-huh. We learned that as we strive to live a life of faith, we must be willing to have a godly perspective on life. Yes, sir. We briefly discussed the importance of patience, perspective, and prayer. Three key elements that when combined can bring about a higher level of faith in God. It is comforting to know that no matter what hand life deals us, God specializes in taking all things and working them together for our good. Yes, this week we will, we will talk about another major inner struggle that we encounter in our quest to live in faith. And that is temptations. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about the singing group of the brothers that made my girl. I'm not talking about fighting temptations with Cuba Gooden Jr. and Beyonce. Uh, I'm talking about the temptations of life. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you look it up in Webster's Dictionary, the word to tempt someone is to entice or allure to do something often regarded as unwise, wrong, or immoral. To attract, appeal strongly to, or to invite. In order for us to properly fight against the temptations of life, there are at least two things, among many, uh, very important things that we must recognize. And the first thing, we're going to jump right on into it. We must recognize the cause of temptation. In martial arts, when I was a kid, my father, he taught us martial arts, and uh, he taught us that in order for you to beat your opponent, you must study and know your opponent. Likewise, in order for us to understand how to fight temptations, we must recognize what causes it. In this particular passage of scripture, we discover an intriguing truth surrounding the cause of temptation. James so eloquently writes in verse 13 and 14, he says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man, here's your answer, is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Touch your neighbor say, you did it to yourself. James clearly informs us that we are tempted when we are drawn away by our own lusts. Clearly, we can recognize that the enemy uses our weaknesses to entice us to sin. This is why it is so hard for some of us to stop getting drunk. With alcohol, because the enemy knows that every time we get stressed out or feel like we need to chillax, we resort to drinking. So what does he do? He makes sure that he he does things to to, to us that keeps us stressed and focused on the problems in our lives. (laughs) This is why some of us struggle with sexual immorality. Because every time we are neglected from intimacy, we turn to personal pleasures in order to satisfy our temporary desires. I'm keeping that PG-13. So what the enemy does is make sure that he makes you feel as though you are stressed and misunderstood and neglected and insecure so that you might be enticed or tempted to sin. Yeah, yeah. Think about it on a more personal level. I'm not talking about just cursing and lying. No, I'm talking about those sins that we all love to hate and hate to love. I'm talking about uh, uh, those sins that even though you are aware of them, you enjoy the experience they create all right, now. I ain't going to have you say what it is but you know what I'm talking about <laughs> now ask yourself have I overcome this mm, all right. if your answer is yes I need you to take a moment in your mind and mentally add lying to your list of sins <laughs> seriously though seriously as you look at your life we all have at least one sin uh-huh. one thorn that continues to tempt us. Yes. The scripture plainly tells us that we are drawn away of our own lusts. Right. Temptation derives from at least three things according to scripture the lust of the eye, the lust of your flesh, and the pride of life. Every one of us, young or old, have one thing that pulls us into sin daily that we can't seem to shake, and it comes. From one of those areas. We all have that one area of life that we've continuously asked God to deliver us from, like the Apostle Paul, and made false promises that, Lord, if you just get me out of this one this time, I'll never go back again. What do we do next month? We run right back to it. Even now, some of us are sitting here screaming out of our spirits, Lord, help me overcome this temptation and this sin that so ever departs me from you. However, the only way to truly overcome temptation is to know and internalize the word of God. That's true. Can I give you a free seed on this morning? Uh-oh, all my seeds are free. Uh, but, but anytime, anywhere the word of God dwells, the devil cannot. That's right, if you fill yourself up with the word of God, uh-huh. you'll stop doing some of the things you've been doing. Yes, sir. But the problem is most of us don't want to drink from that cup. cup. First John chapter 1, 16 and 17, it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and lust thereof but he that doth the will of God abideth forever now some of us can get excited about this but the reality of the matter is that you can't do God's will if you don't know who he is and you can't proclaim to know God if you ain't never opened up his word I'm afraid that, that we live in a time where people love to go to church. We love the activity of churching. We put it on Facebook. All pastor preached today. Worship was off the chain today. But we fail to allow God's word to impregnate us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said it on last week that uh, this is why we return home to the same old issues because we've gotten to the point in our walk with God that uh, we haven't gotten to the point with our walk in God that that we've allowed His Word to convict us internally, all of us to feel ashamed when we leave. It reminds me of every time my wife would get pregnant; she had a certain craving. With my first daughter Jemiah, it was Italian beef. Yeah. No matter what time it was, she wanted a beef. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a beef from anywhere, it was a beef from El Gran Burrito. Uh-huh. <laughs> With Aaliyah, it was pineapple juice. Yeah. Like who who likes pineapple juice? You know? like, you know, it's just just plain pineapple juice. And now uh thank the heaven above. Uh, with 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 uh, Aria, it was pizza. Uh-huh. Now that's my that's my thing. Now I knew Aria was a special child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because pizza's my favorite food. Yeah. So I realized that Aria was special. Uh huh. When I realized that uh, every time she became pregnant, uh huh, she craved something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Someone who's listening will catch this in a minute. Women will tell you that pregnancy brings about certain extraordinary cravings that doesn't exist outside of the pregnancy period. Uh-huh. Watch this. Cravings are a direct result of that which I am impregnated with, uh-huh. which means that when I allow myself to be impregnated with sin, it's easy for the enemy to tempt me with such cravings. Right, now. Ask your neighbor, who are you pregnant by? <laughs> but when I allow myself to be impregnated with the word of God, yes, sir. Yes, my cravings shift to the God. things of heaven. On, and I am no longer bound by temptation and the lust. God of flesh. Ask your neighbor again. Say, neighbor, what have you been craving? We've got to wake up and stop playing church. Yes, sir. Playing in worship and playing in our praise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Playing with the leaders and playing with the prophetic. Yes, playing with our beliefs and start internalizing and activating the word yes, sir. of God. Yes, sir. That's good. There are people in the body of Christ who are suffering With the lust of life because we have not been consumed with the word. David says it this way in Psalms 119 and 11. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Stop lying telling folk that you are saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and all you've done is come to church, give your money, and go home. because how you act and what you say out of your mouth tells the story about how serious God is in your life. God has, uh, the church has become lazy and. Shallow because we've allowed technology to control our experience with God rather than using technology to enhance our reach to the unsaved. I say it all the time. What kind of power could have happened if the disciples had Facebook? Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I love technology. Uh I don't know if I can go a day without my phone. I'm addicted. All right. Uh Uh-huh, I say it. I believe that God has truly given us a resource by which we can reach the masses without getting on a plane and traveling to other countries. Uh But what concerns me is that the people of God will sit through an entire service and hear the word of God out of the preacher's mouth and never go home and study what was said. Yes. I can tell you right now to get your everybody turn, get your books out, get your Bibles out, whether it's digital or, or otherwise. Get it out. Look at it real quick. I got to ask you something. I want you to find the scripture. I want you to look up really quick. Hezekiah chapter one, verse three. Go ahead. Look it up for me. I'll give you five minutes. I see y'all scrolling. I see you swiping. Now, everybody stop looking at me if you knew your word, you knew Hezekiah wasn't a book. From the youngest to the oldest. <laughs> Do we have to go back to children's school and have y'all singing y'all books of the Bible? Yeah, Say, touch your neighbor, say, so you need to study more. You need to study more. Every Sunday, every Sunday, we put scriptures up on the projector, right? And I wonder how many of us take notes and go home and crack open the Bible and study the purpose for the purpose of memorizing, internalizing the scripture. The question is, people of God, what will you do when the projector screen is turned off? Mm, all right, preacher. And you find yourself at home with nobody else there to help you. Yes, sir. What word will you activate when you are at home dealing with the enemy in your mind? Can you praise God when there is no music playing? Can you usher up a praise when there is no praises before you setting the atmosphere? How effective are you against the enemy when within, when you are left left the confines of the atmosphere of the worship experience. I'm afraid that we live in a country where there is a void of the pregnancy of God. God. You see, when the word of God is in you, it will make you not want to sin. If the word of God was in you every time you went to sin, you get a bad taste in your mouth. All right. Your stomach will start hurting. You'll, you'll get a headache. You'll get something, you, your legs will cramp up. You know, if you was really in that word, you'd go to sin and you just shrivel up like a raisin. <laughs> when the word of God becomes a part of your life, you are no longer consumed by your EGO. Mm, that's good. When the word of God becomes a part of your life, you no longer bow to the lust of the eye or the flesh, because you have been impregnated. And when you have been become impregnated with the word of God, you crave that which is holy. Uh-huh. You crave that which is righteous. Uh-huh. You crave that which is pure. You will never be able to overcome temptation if you are not willing to allow God's word to manifest in your life daily. We spend too much time, too much of our life, in prayer lines yes. trying to defeat the enemy in our lives but fail to learn how to pray for our own selves. Yeah. The preacher the preacher, the pastor the apostle, bishop, prophet whatever he calls himself uh-huh. is not the only person that has the power to pray yeah. and things happen. That's right. God gives each and every one of us the power to speak life in today's situation. But you would never know that if you never attempted to study God's word. You might never get to the point of perfection. We will never be perfect. But there are some things that we should grow out of. Tell your neighbor, you you ought to grow up. So in order to successfully fight the temptations of life, you must be consumed by the word. Secondly, not only must you recognize the cause of temptation, but you also must recognize the exit sign. Somebody ought to turn around and look for the word exit. Come on, where they at? Where they at? I see one. We see in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it, you know, when we find ourselves dealing with temptation, we must recognize that God always provides a way of escape. Yes, he does. Let me ask you something. And the last time you've been to the movie theaters or uh, when you went to uh, the Allstate Arena or the United Center to see the Bulls play, how many of us paid attention to the exit signs? Just in case something jumps off, uh-huh. I know where to run. We're not going to have the horror movie experience with the light-skinned people that when somebody knocks something down or somebody's in the other room, we want to go see what's going on. First thing we're doing is we're looking for keys and a doorknob. See, some of this stuff y'all gonna catch on your way home. I'm, I'm glad you're listening. But stop ignoring the exit sign. That's right. Most of the time, if we are active in sin, Mm -hmm. we purposely ignore the exit escape hatch. Uh Because for the moment, let's be real, for the moment we are fulfilling the cravings of our flesh, it feels good. (laughs) (laughs) I say it every time I get a chance, but we ought to stop. We ought to refrain from making permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. Awareness of sin will give us the advantage over temptation because we will have the wisdom to seek the way of escape. When you know that you know that you know that you're not supposed to be doing this, you ought to turn your eye to an escape. You ought to start praying, God, I know I'm walking in this direction, but God, let a door open up so I can get out. Let my mama text me and tell me she needs me to go to the grocery store, God. Please let my child call me from school and say they're sick and need me to pick. God, I'm on my way. God, please grab my hand. Make my stomach hurt. Make me get diarrhea. God, let something happen. Y'all don't want to talk to me this morning. Make me sick to my stomach. Make me want to throw up. God, please, I'm on my way. Because the fact of the matter is a lot of us don't have the strength to not stop walking. But you got to walk and pray. That's right. God, please, just cut my legs out from under me. <laughs> let me fall and break a tooth. God, I, I spare a tooth for this one, God. Just let provide a way of escape. Yes, right. yes. When was the last time you prayed for God to get you out before you went in? Ah! <laughs> Jeez, just... Awareness of sin will give us the advantage over temptation because we will have the wisdom to seek wisdom. the escape hatch. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of the movie that recently came out last year or the year before. It's called Get Out. Everybody saw it. We love that. Black people love that movie. The plot of this film, and I love Jordan Peele because his mind is so creative. The plot of this film surrounds a story of a man that visits his girlfriend's parents' house. Black man with a white girlfriend, which is fine. In this movie, it was not just didn't work out that way. <laughs> he visited his girlfriend's house in the south, and, and because of his lack, watch this, of spiritual awareness, yes, he thought he was going to f- visit his future in-laws. Mm. And he conformed to the world and failed to transform his mind. Mm. But because of his lack of awareness, he falls under a deep hypnosis <laughs> which is administered over time by the mother of his girlfriend. A lot of us are in the situations we are in because the devil has been hypnotizing us every single day. He's been getting under our skin little by little. And when he he hits the triangle or rings the bell, we're hypnotized. (laughs) He was said in the movie to have fallen into his sunk in place and by the time he realized what was going on he is under, to, uh, uh, unable to control his own behaviors and his decisions have you ever been so deep in sin after it was all over you looked at yourself and said I was completely out of control I just realized that I didn't have no control over nothing you feel so filthy, so dirty. You take an extra long shower that night. You soak. <laughs> Falling into your sunken place. I wonder how many of us sitting in this room today have fallen into our sunken place. Oblivious to the temptations of sin and totally submissive to the will of the enemy. When he say jump, you say how hot. We are continuously enticed by sexuality and materialism, yes. sunk in place. Yes. We are consistently engaged in immorality and lying, mm. sunk in place. Yes. We are repeatedly approached by the enemy of fame and fortune. Everybody want a platform, sunk in place. <laughs> We are enduring it in in activities and engaging in activities that promote hatred and violence. Sunk in place. Just poke your neighbor in the shoulder and say, "Get get out. So the question that heaves from the text is, not can you see the exit that God provides, but more so are you even encouraged by the sight thereof? It's like driving down the street without adhering to the street signals. You are so busy trying to get to your destination that you disregard the stop sign. You blow through the red light, ignoring the detour sign, and end up at a dead end and have the nerve to get mad at God when you run out of gas. You see, flesh will tell you to finish what you started and ask for forgiveness later Jesus died for all your sins yesterday, today, and tomorrow go ahead and finish what you're doing get on your knees and pray God's going to make a way flesh will tell you don't worry about God because he'll gonna forgive you anyhow flesh will tell you uh, do you and let the chips fall where they may. But the Spirit of God will convict you mid stride and cause you to resist even the thought of falling out of grace. In order to properly fight against him, the temptations of life, you must understand that God will always be there to provide an escape so that your sin does not triumph over you and that you are safe in his arms. God is on the other side of the exit door. For there is an old hymn that used to be sung that I was seeking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But what happened? But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry, and from the waters, he lifted me now safe. And I I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God decided a long time ago that he would never leave me nor forsake me. I'm so glad that God's love supersedes any sin that I will ever commit. For he died some 2,000 plus years ago so that I might be able to be free from sin. So be steadfast in your pursuit of righteousness, endure temptation for James reminds us and teaches us that if we endure, we will be rewarded with the crown of life, which the Lord promised to them that love him. Remain confident in your walk with Christ and remember that God will never put more on you than you can bear. Be deliberate in your studies of scripture because the word of God will be your weapon of mass destruction while fighting the temptations of the enemy. So be encouraged in this fight and remember to use the word of God as your weapon and most of all have Faith for the word of God reveals, the word of God replenishes, the word of God rejuvenates, the word of God transforms, the word of God heals and delivers, the word of God comforts and encourages. The Word of God is our weapon that is given to defeat the enemy and overcome temptation. Somebody ought to put your hands together and give God a praise for His Word. We hope that this message has blessed you and can carry you through your week. For more information, visit www.afcoutreach.com.